Welcome back, everyone, to episode two of the Popcorn Podcast, the show where me and my friends will talk about the world of movies, TV, and entertainment. I also want to take a quick second to thank my sponsor, Anchor, as I started with at the beginning of the episode. And now I would like to introduce my co-host for the episode, Nick Allen. Nick, how you doing? Um, I'm terrible, but <laughs> I'm we're I'm here to talk about some movies today, so that's what we're gonna do. Yay! Good to know. So uh, this week actually had a lot of big movie news coming out. But first, we're gonna start off with Black Widow, which the views have officially came out. IMDb has given it a 6.9 out of 10, while Rotten Tomatoes has it at 84%, which makes it a certified fresh film. Very exciting to hear. Nick? Um, I, I mean, yeah. I, I knew it was going to be good. Most Marvel movies are like a B, usually. <laughs> and like sometimes a C on a worse day, and sometimes an A on a great day. Um, Black Widow has been on the shelf for like ever. Two years. Like two years now, and we know a lot more about the MCU. Yeah. Because we got the show, I think we got, we got the Loki. shows first, and then Black Widow, right? Yeah, even though Black Widow was scheduled to release a whole year yeah. before any of this was supposed to happen. Um, and, I mean, I'm just wondering if it takes place, if it's in the past, or it's another multiverse, or... Cause I mean, it definitely could be. Like, we actually don't know at this point. Especially with all the events that happened in Loki. And in WandaVision. WandaVision. Well, WandaVision, like, kind of popped us when it was a kid. Yeah, it was really like, oh, multiverse. Any... Yeah. Smack. Just messing with you. Just it's messing with you. Just a fake town. Ralph Boner. Yeah, they gave us a Ralph Boner moment. Yeah, Ralph Boner. I am. <laughs> I will never forgive. <laughs> I won't Wanda. forgive. They wasted it. I will never get the crew it. for that one. <laughs> Evan Peters, you're on my list, man. <laughs> that that was a low blow to fame. No, Kev, Evan Peters, he's craven now. Yeah, Cass is craven. No, not Evan Peters. Yeah, Evan P. Oh no, Ke- Aaron Taylor Johnson. You're getting the Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> I just met, I just mixed up both the quick. I'm sorry. You got the lame Quicksilver, man. Okay, up. yeah, Ralph Boner, and really a great Quicksilver out there. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move on to some more intriguing news. Aquaman two: The Lost Kingdom. Along with John Wick 4, Knives Out 2, and Black Panther 2 have all entered production, which is pretty exciting to hear, especially with all the COVID stuff, the movies getting pushed back and all that. It's exciting to see some of these movies finally get started, like John Wick 4, especially. Are they doing any uh, recast for Aquaman 2? No, Amber Heard will still be in the, <laughs> still be in Aquaman 2. <laughs> Alright, well, Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers is still kicking, yeah, there you go, trying man. to make you something happen. You guys just happen. make the best decisions. <laughs> I hate them. But we'll get back to them later when we get to our actual movie review. Oh, yeah. We'll, that's, we'll set that up. <laughs> we'll set that up later. Um, which one of these films are you most anticipating? I think I'm really excited. I like Knives Out 1, but I think seeing Black Panther 2 and what they're, what Ryan Coogler is going to do, especially with the sad passing of Chadwick Boseman, I think it will be exciting to see how they're going to attack the whole film and setting up the new Black Panther yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for that. Um, I really I like the first Black Panther a lot. I like Killmonger a lot. So they might bring him back. They might not. I'm not not exactly sure. Oh, we had some phone issues. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that little audio mix. I had my phone too close to the microphone. But yeah, going along with what you were saying about Killmonger, who with all this new Loki stuff, spoiler alerts. With all the different variants that we saw Loki, there could be different variants of Killmonger. Yeah. Maybe one of them's good and he takes over the mantle of Black Panther. Yeah. Sure, he could be Black Panther. Yeah. 
I, w- I definitely could see that. She's also like a big brain too. Yeah, she's super smart. She's like she could take over Iron Man and Black Panther. And we and we know uh, another big brain's coming, Reed Richards, because yeah, Fantastic uh, Four. They announced it. Like a month it. ago, we got the big teaser for all yeah, the just the big four. Yeah. Which I mean. History has shown that Fantastic Four is a hard movie to make. I mean, I mean, yes, and no, to an extent. I mean, they made their Incredibles, which is like, yeah, pretty close. They made Endgame with thirty-two different superheroes, but they yeah. can't make all four. Yeah. But no. Uh, going along with hearing about Knives Out two, we actually got some more cast news. Uh, Kate Hudson, Ethan Hawke, and Jada Pickett Smith have also joined the cast for that movie, which now goes alongside with. Captain Han, Dave Bautista, Daniel Craig reprising his role, uh, Leslie Odom Jr., Madeline Klein from Outer Banks. Oh, so Daniel Craig's still going to be the detective? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah, I like that. And I mean, I love Ethan Hawke. I think everything he's in just made, yeah. for the most I, part. I was thinking it could be in like an anthology where it's within like different detectives. Like Yeah, like True Detective. True, yeah, True Detective. Everything's a, it's the same name but different storyline. Yeah, but I like how they're keeping the Daniel Craig as Benedict. Blanc, Blanc. Uh, Beno Blanc, or whatever, yeah, however you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, Edward Norton's in it, too. How do I forget about oh, that? Norton. That's a, that's the a pretty OG big... Hulk? Yeah. The MCU snub, <laughs> as I like to call him. Because supposedly he was an asshole on set, so, we had, so we then he got recast, but... Well, let's be honest here. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, they're all like, they're really like best friends. friends. And they're all really good friends with John... John Favreau. John Favreau, yeah. Yeah, so that was and probably had something to do with it. But bit. speaking of Ed Norton Hulk, um, oh yeah, Abomination, Abomination and Shang Chi. That's, that's a huge. The new Shang Chi oh, trailer dropped, and we saw two um, like notable faces. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Wong from yeah, Wong. Doctor that's Strange. what I was trying to think of. Yeah, Wong from Doctor Strange. We got a really like, clear look at the Ten Ring finally. Yeah, saw him in action. Super cool. Uh, also, Abomination had a bit of a redesign. If yeah, they gave him the big. They gave him the actual. He looks more comic book. He's got those gills. Yeah, he looks more like Abomination. Though. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. And we looked up before the show. Um, Tim Roth is in the movie. I was thinking they're gonna do like a Red Skull and just either have like a huge CGI like monster. Yeah. Just like have him like an abomination. But I guess he's gonna be talking. I guess he'll doing everything now. See Tim Roth transform again. That would be. I I love Tim Roth, especially with. We have a fan question about Pulp Fiction that actually connects right to this. Quentin Tarantino. Also, he was just on Joe Rogan. If you didn't know that. Yeah, is that where he talked about uh, Kill Bill Three? He was just talking about that the other day. Oh, I guess he that's probably that's what it was. He uh. I didn't watch it. I'm going. I'm like setting up yeah. watching. No, yeah, but uh no, we had a fan question asking how we felt about Pulp Fiction, which I feel like It was such a silly question. Yeah, because like it's a film podcast. If you if yeah. no one's ever seen Pulp Fiction, it is I think one of the best movies ever. Yeah, it's it's very easily like hands down could be Quentin Tarantino's best film. Um definitely one of the best films of all time. But you're the thing is, like, you can't t- say anybody, like, oh, my favorite Quentin Tarantino is from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, that's everyone's Tarantino favorite um, movie. Which is great. I definitely uh, recommend it. I know it's on HBO Max. I don't know if it's still on Netflix. I don't think it is. The last time I checked, it was. I know, it Jan- was. I, I know Django's on Netflix. Is it still on there? Yeah, yeah I feel like if Django's on there, then I'm going to assume Pulp Fiction is. Yeah, but if not, Reservoir H- Dogs HBO is Max. also on oh, HBO Max, too. Another Tim Roth. Tim Roth? Yeah. yeah. He's in. War Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. Reservoir, oh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. I said War Dogs. Oh, yeah, no, he's well, not that was War his, Dogs. That was his, like, I don't know if it was his debut. That was, like, his big, like. His first, his is his big break. That was Tarantino's, like, big. Yeah, and 
Tim Roth definitely like plays a straight man really well, but he yeah. also has like he can play a really good villain. Yeah, he can play. Besides, I, that's why I'm excited to see him back as as Abomination. Yeah. I don't know if he's gonna be a full on villain for this, but then right after they did the trailer and Kerry Feige uh, announced that he will be in it, Tim Roth, he also announced that Abomination is gonna be in the She Hulk series, which means oh, yes. that we're gonna yep. get and some, hopefully we get some Mark Ruffalo is gonna be in that too Red as the Hulk. Hulk too. So. Yeah, some Red Hulk. That'd be pretty cool. They've been set. He's Thunderbolt Ross has been set up for so long now. Since, he's been, he's, he's probably been, been the as, beginning. In, in the MCU as long as Robert Downey Jr. is. Yeah. He's been there. Yeah, he's been there for a time. Yeah, right? and he's in the Hulk. Hulk. I I think Iron Man came out first than the Hulk. Yeah, it was like a couple months apart. Yeah, and it's the licensing with the Hulk character is, I don't know if many people know this, Um, just like Spider-Man and... um. Some of the Daredevil. X Men. Oh no, we ha- well they now, they now own the X Men. We have a there's a partnership. Disney has a. Partnership oh yeah, with Sony. With Universal for the Hulk. Oh, because they can use the ride and stuff. They use Universal the ride, yeah. And all that. The Hulk's like their big advertisement, so they allow Marvel to make Hulk in the movies, but they're not allowed to make Hulk solo films. But now yeah. that's starting to change because. Because Sony and Universal Marvel really are can't say no to this money. What what are they going to say? No, oh no, I don't want one point seven billion dollars yeah, to be made off my character. They could use the green guy. That's our oh, roller coaster yeah. at our park. Yeah, no, but yeah, Shang Chi. Uh, we had another as we were just talking about the trailer. I really enjoyed it. I didn't know what I was going to expect from this movie. Yeah, but the more I watch, I'm like, it's going to be like a Marvel movie. It's going to be fun. Little boy, it seems a little like more like adultish at some points. Like, if yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm definitely feeling Matrix vibes. Yeah, the fight scenes like seem very reminiscent. And like watching the Matrix fight scenes now, like some of them are still really good, <laughs> but at the same time, like some of them are like really silly. Some of them are like early 2000s, like late the, 90s. What's the, what's that fight scene with um Mr. Ant, Mr. You know the oh the agent, Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith, where there's like their hundred Mr. Smiths. And yeah. On the like, on the playground, yeah, and it's he's ridiculous. in the spinning yeah. thing. Oh, those movies. Okay, but Ben Kingsley's also in this again after we saw him as the Mandarin in Iron Man three. So ben maybe, Kingsley, yeah, maybe to make a callback to that, which is pretty. Maybe he'll be the about. actual Mandarin, or maybe no. he'll be a subsidiary different Mandarin group. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's still like he's still like the face for them because they don't want to have a yeah. the actual Mandarin out. But yeah, moving on from that, we got a lot of trailers actually this week, which is pretty exciting to see. The next one I'm not excited for. I thought I would be the live action Clifford the Big Red Dog, which was one of my favorite shows as a kid. For everybody who has been requesting the live action Clifford the Red Dog, please stop. Just here, stop. here it is, and all of its horror. <laughs> I like. I don't get it. What Keenan Thompson didn't have any better things to do. He's like, let me be in the Big Clifford the Big Red Dog movie. Oh, he's in the. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he's been on SNL for how long now? <laughs> Forever. And that's not bad. My not boy, I, I like Keenan Thompson, but at the same time, it's like. SNL. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> but on Twitter, people are, like, freaking out because Clifford looks so... It's laid just a golden retriever, but it looks like someone got a paint can and, and put some spray and just started there. spraying them. And he looks... The CGI, maybe it's just an early trailer. Maybe that's why I don't... Could you imagine if Clifford got rabies? Yo! Clifford, this was breaking stuff. He slammed the uncle into a wall. Oh. He's like causing chaos. Everyone's saying uh, people were making jokes. They were like Godzilla versus Clifford after we got Godzilla versus King Kong. Just, That's pretty good. Just continue the whole sequence. Like I'm excited for the Caillou live action. <laughs> I'm telling you, in a couple of years we're gonna get it's that. Could be a drama. <laughs> it might be. It's Tarantino's last film. Did you not hear about that? Oh yeah. Caillou. Also, the Reservoir Dogs remake. 
Oh yeah, Quentin Tarantino was talking about how he was possibly thinking of remaking Reservoir Dogs as his final film, but then was like, "Oh god, the fans would the fans would lose their minds." As a I... fan of him, I would probably be very upset, but at the same time, I wouldn't care. Like if he did it as like a mini series, like bringing everyone back, kind of like a joke, like still for fun, but that not I don't want that to be it. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I definitely just to see him like oh, do it with a higher. I actually have some news. Um, for any book readers out there, um, Quentin Tarantino has just released Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, as a book, and I'm I know it's like a lot more meat to it, and it's a good read. So I'll probably get I, on that. I'm checking that out and getting back into reading. So yeah, trying to get back more into that. Yeah, definitely. Well, because those characters are also just so like interesting. Yeah, and like I mean, I would love to learn more. Like, cause I the only downside to that whole movie, in my opinion, which isn't that much of a downside, is I feel like you could take Leonardo DiCaprio out. I I, I agree with that, but I also think Leo does add a lot more. I mean, as a side side man, like a sidekick yeah. to Cliff Boom. Yeah, then that's... I definitely think he, like, carries it, and he's a very char. I think uh, he's a very charming character. What was his name again? Um, They say it, like, Rick Dalton. Yeah. Rick he... Dalton. And Rick Dalton, Nick, now we know him. Yeah, because we know him just from that now. Yeah. So. But it's uh the best scene in that movie, and still my opinion, is, like, the, the neighbor's like, is everyone okay? Yeah. Fucking hippies are. Yeah, a lot of flamethrower. <laughs> I'm melting them. Sorry for... Sorry for saying that, Mom, because I know I'm going to get some backlash for dropping the F-bomb. Oh, it's all right. But I'm quoting a, quoting a movie scene. Just say your prayers. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I say an extra R5. I'll put a little soap in your mouth after that. <laughs> yeah. There you go. But moving on from that, we got uh, Don't Breathe 2. Oh, yeah. And I really like the first Don't Breathe. I mean, it's a little graphic at points. Yeah, the ending's so weird when they go in the basement. Yeah. And it has all the the sperm. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I definitely recommend checking that one out for anybody who wants to watch something just crazy. Uh, I also saw the movie The Green Room. Did you ever see that? With Patrick Stewart? With Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I also I think Don't Breathe and The Green Room, Green Room have like the same like anxiety. Yeah, like it's like not like a bunch. Like there's some jump scares, of course, but like a lot of it's just like tension. Yeah, it's, it's very tame. It's like a tame threat, but it also the implication is death. So it's yeah. definitely, like, not the scariest thing in the world, but it definitely is, like, super intimidating. And the way it's presented is really charming. Yeah, but, like, the only problem is because watching the second trailer, watching the trailer for the second one, they went away from that he's, like, the bad guy. And now he's, like, watching his granddaughter, and the house gets attacked. And now he's trying to, like, rescue his granddaughter. So they kind of, like, flipped the whole idea on its head. I didn't. I did not check the trailer. If that's what they're doing, I, I don't know if I'm for that, because... He de- he definitely is a villain. Yeah, he's an evil. He's a disgusting he's, dude. He's a very evil man. Um, so I don't know. Bold choice. I I definitely think somebody who whoever who's making the movie. Do you know? Uh, don't breathe. Is this the same director? Yeah, no, it's the same director. Okay. The first one. I don't know what they're doing with that. Like I I like as you were saying, I really enjoyed the first one because I thought it was a really. Somebody cool needs concept. to check up with the director because this is pretty sadistic. <laughs> I think the director is a little twisted if that's, that's Yeah, no, he's like he's like you won't take my granddaughter and they have to like go and like rescue him. She's like, He'll come and save me But then they're like, You don't know him We're like, Yeah, no one knows him because he's a creep. Very like, strange. Very strange to follow weird idea. From the first film. Yeah, I thought maybe if you were gonna make a second one, I thought I mean I guess you have to change it. You can't just do a house that the dude gets robbed again. Yeah, and this isn't like <laughs> a unbreakable uh, split kind of thing. No, this dude's like just a bad. Different, different, like, it's same universe, different kind of film. Like, yeah. Kind of twist the characters a little bit. Like in Glass, they're a little different. Yeah, but like, you at least understand them a little bit. Yeah, like, they're, for what they're they do. Very... The one that was po- uh, 
multi-personality disorder. Mr. Glass, actually, he's pretty evil. But uh, no, like this guy's this is if you haven't checked out Don't Breathe, I highly recommend. I I recommend it too. Um, it's not just like it's not like a normal horror movie. So if you're just like, oh, I want to get scared, don't turn on Don't Breathe. This yeah. is like a movie you're gonna sit there and you're gonna pay attention the entire time. It'll make you mad. Yeah, you'll be like, this is. It's frustrating film. But we're gonna move on to some more happy news. We're Jungle gonna move Cruise, on right? to Dwayne the Rock Johnson returning to the screen with some Jungle Cruise Jungle with Cruise, Emily man. Blunt. Emily Blunt. Oh. I love her. As I, we both saw Quiet Place 2, right? Quiet Place 2, yeah. Which, Very good. We can talk about this for a quick second. Yeah, I really like it. it. Did you like it? Yeah, I wish it was like 20 minutes longer. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, the ending just cuts off. I like that universe. Yeah, and uh, they're doing the spinoff now. Yeah, I definitely like the prequel scene at the beginning of the film. Yeah, it was cool to see when the things actually get to them, like the creatures attack. Yeah. It was cool to see. But Back to Jungle Cruise. Back to yeah. Jungle Cruise. I watched the trailer. I love The Rock. I'm excited to see him play Black Adam, the dude Jack. Cool, but Paul Giamatti's in it. Paul, yeah, Paul I'm Giamatti's in it. Definitely getting Jumanji vibes. Yeah, that's that's the thing though. Like, I I want it to be different, but it seems like they're gonna go with the same thing. Yeah, because it has the uncle going back to Clifford. The uncle from Clifford is also playing in this. Oh yeah. This dude has nothing better to do than make weird live action movies. Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall. He kind of looks like um. Knock off John Krasinski. Not John Krasinski. What's his name? Um, High School Musical. Zach Zac Efron. Efron. Yeah. This dude does not look like Zach Efron. I'm getting. I'm looking at him at an angle. Oh yeah. No. Do you have you seen Zach Efron now? Now. Yeah, Zach Efron's a good looking guy. Isn't that post surgery? He got surgery. Oh yeah, I did yeah, feel that. Yeah, he looks a little funny. Yeah. But our boy Jesse Plemons from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, and also Judas and the Black Messiah. Awesome in Judas. Definitely and the Black recommend Black. Judas Black Messiah. Um. Best movie of 2020. Yeah. Opinion. Very very informative. Very. I think you learn a lot, like you things that school has never brought up to you. Yeah, um, you learn about a lot about the man, and um, it definitely does a good job of subverting expectations. Because you at first you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, this is how it's gonna go. He's stopping the bad guys, but at the end but of the day, like, he's not actually stopping the yeah, bad guys. Yeah, like it's completely different than what you thought. Yeah, so definitely check. But we're that trying out. to say without saying any spoilers. Yeah, we highly recommend people go out and watch it. Yeah, check that one out. But Jungle Cruise, I'm watching the trailer, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, this. Huge muscular dude is a captain of this tiny little boat. Yeah, it looks so odd. He's like, Welcome to my ship, and he's like, Just massive compared to everyone else that's on the ship. I'm excited for Jungle Cruise. Um, but it was pretty cool because you've been on the ride, right? In Disney, I, I think I have been on the ride. It's I've only been to Disney twice, though. So oh, okay, yeah, no, but uh, he uh, he pretty much makes the ride like he pulls like levers and stuff, and the fake alligators like come out of the water, and people are like, Oh my god. But then he runs out of money. Paul Giamatti's kind of like a gangster. He's playing a guy named Milo. Oh, Paul Giamatti's a gangster. Yeah. Oh, not... Barry, stepping out of the show. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. But he uh, he uh, he owes money, so they're not letting him take his ship. But instead, Emily Blunt comes and finds Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing a guy named Frank. And he she tells him that she needs to go upriver. And he's like, I need you to pay me. And pretty much just like a lot of movies. They end up falling for each other, it looks like. Yeah. Like a lot of base Disney movies. I'm going to assume it has a happy ending, like most Disney movies. A weird thing, though. Like a movie like this, I'm assuming it's like an hour 45, maybe two hours. It's two hours and 40 minutes. Um, Endgame's I, three hours. Yeah, so definitely get your popcorn for that one, because Jungle Cruise is going to be a long ride. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. Yeah, enough of the, enough <laughs> of the puns. <laughs> but we got, uh, we got Halloween Kills trailer. 
which I actually really enjoyed the first one. I thought Seth Green did a really good job, especially coming from being a Seth, major. Seth Green? The comedy director. Really? Yeah. Seth he came Green, out Robot Chicken. Yes. He oh, directed. I did, not, did he direct the first one? Yeah, the one that just came out two years ago. Oh, wow. Good yeah. for Seth Green. Yeah, like Seth he really came out of his comfort zone to do this, and I really enjoyed it. This one, I'm of course, I'm going to be excited because Michael Myers, in my opinion, is the best horror character. However, the trailer gave a wa- away a lot. Like, it shows, it has to show at least 20 people die in the trailer. Which yeah. is, like, taking away some of, like, the fun to it. Like you I definitely think the first one did a really good job of, like, genre bending. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like, it starts off, like, The Conjuring, where they have the Warren-type people, but they're, like, therapists. And they think they're going to, like, tame him. Uh, spoilers, real quick. Oh, yeah, spoiler warning. They do not tame him. <laughs> Michael Myers I, does the, indeed break out. <laughs> yeah, and it goes back to old-fashioned Halloween. And if you look at remakes, like, uh, at Halloween, this is a soft reboot, like The Force Awakens. Cause it is a, yeah, it's, it's like a it's, sequel, it's, it's but a it's sequel. rebooting all, so. From the so, second movie. Yeah, it, it takes place right after that. None of the other five Halloweens that came out after are not uh, right, canon. Not right after it. Like 40 years. Yeah. 40. But yeah, it's the next one in the... So Halloween 3 through 6 and including H2O are now not canon yeah. in the Halloween which, universe. Which is not upsetting news for no, any, those any movies, of our Halloween fans. They are. They are. I, I mean, H2O is okay. Halloween 3 is very is actually... A little underrated, but at the same time... Yeah, but you don't get Mike Myers. Yeah, it's not not a Michael Myers Myers. movie, so it's very, like, silly. But at the same time, it's... If it was by itself, people would really like it. It's a little creepy. It's creepy. Oh, yeah. I would have... If I didn't know it was supposed to be in a Halloween universe, I probably would have liked it. It's that I'm expecting to see Michael Myers, and I don't get Michael Myers for the whole movie. Yeah. I'm like, this is... They should have... Probably just for the money. Yeah, but... That's what they used to do. A pretty cool thing. You actually see the Tales of the Witch. Remember the mask that the kids had to put on? Yeah. They're actually in the trailer. Oh, then, then so I'm pe- excited. So people are like, oh, like the little Easter egg or something like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely makes the universe a lot more scarier than just Michael Myers you have to watch out for. Yeah, now you have like all these companies, yeah. some Umbrella from Resident Evil, for yeah. all my Resident Evil people. Uh, Now moving on to the movie I'm probably most excited for right now. It is The Many Saints of Newark, The Sopranos prequel. You know this was coming out? I did not know this was coming out. Yeah, it's about young Tony Soprano. And, like oh, yeah. growing up to become the gangster. And we got the we got like a really nice it was a two two and a half minute trailer which His was, son is playing him. Yeah. Michael Wayne. Okay. That's cool. And John Berthal, Ray Liotta's in it, Joey Diaz, who's in every gang thing gang ever movie, made yeah. ever made. Uh Corey Stoll's in, Sp- in it. Spider Man too. Yeah, he's in Spider Man too. But uh Corey Stoll, people might remember him for being uh, a hornet in the first Ant Man movie. Oh yeah, he'll be in it. Leslie Adam Jr. is in it. Love him. This that guy from uh Get Out. Yeah, I like him. And jo- I mean John Berthold is just dude. In my opinion, doesn't Punisher. do any wrong in movies. I wonder if he he will make it into the MCU. Yeah, that I mean Kevin Feige said never say no. Like I think that's what they're trying to set up is like get all these. Definitely, I want Luke Cage making a role as well. In those shows, um, I'm not a Sopranos. I have not watched the really? Sopranos. Really, I'm in the middle of it right now. I own some of it on VHS, so I have a VHS player. Really, really sticky. I with the times I know right it's now, on man. HBO Max. It is, but I'm going for authenticity. <laughs> I, David Chase probably watches on VHS. This dude is like 90 years old. Well, good for David Chase. That, you should probably just watch on HBO Max. I think VHS is over. Ah, uh, yeah, I we'll see. Okay. 
Authenticity. Authenticity. Okay, but so yeah, I'm very excited to see that come down 2021, which is cool to see. I have some big Soprano fans, like fans of the show that I know, and all of them seem very excited to be tuned into that. And as long as they make it serious and don't try too hard, I think it'll be good. That's like my thing. Yeah. Like don't don't try and overdo it. Like oh, remember this is a prequel. Like everyone's gonna understand that. Yeah. Don't just don't try too hard. But the final trailer that we got this week was a Sing 2 trailer, a movie I did not think was going to be getting a sequel. Get your get your popcorn, because we have... Some... It's only 54 minutes. Oh, no, that's the, that's the first one. The second one hasn't even showed up yet. They don't have a runtime yet. But there's a there's a massive cast. Reese Weatherspoon, Scarlett Johansson, Taron Egerton, Tori Kelly, who's like a singer. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, Nick Kroll, Nick I'm Offerman. John C. Riley, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, we just what else happened? Oh yeah, Edgar Wright. I think that's the most surprising cast. I, I had just recently rewatched Sing, and it's def- it's cute. Yeah, like it's, but when it came out, I was like, "There's no way they're making a second one." Yeah, it definitely. It's late just now that it looks like now they're just on uh, America's Got Talent because they have like the red button and everything. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we have that. Is um. <laughs> Oh, Taryn Egerton, she's singing. I guess I assume the whole cast of it's singing. Yeah, like the main cast. The main definitely. cast of it's singing. But, uh, yeah, so that's Sing 2. Very excited. My sister's probably going to fall in love with that movie. And then we got some pretty big casting news. Ron Perlman from Sons of Anarchy will be voicing Optimus Prime in the Transformers Rise of the Beast movie. Wow, Ron Perlman, huh? You're talking Mr. Hellboy here. Yeah. Hellboy. I'm going to voice Optimus. That's pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah. Jump in. Voice Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime is the notorious great speech giver. Yeah. Many people will say Captain America doesn't even compare to Optimus Prime. Winston Churchill who? Winston Churchill who? I got my money on Optimus Prime. Yeah, Optimus Prime. But yeah, we'll get I saw a funny tweet about Transformers today. Michael Bay had wrote Harriet Tubman in as a um some kind of Transformers guardian. She was part of like the Transformers, like hiding the Transformers. I'm like, really? She was doing that as she was like freeing slaves she, on the side. Michael she was Bay both, is a weird dude. Man. Very, very interesting choice there, Michael Bay. I'm glad. Well, we got that from Michael Bay. Thank, so thank you. Transformers but, fans love it. Yeah, another Transformers movie. I've. I felt like I was off, like I was done with Transformers after the second one. And then Bumblebee. I like Bumblebee. I, I, I definitely don't think the Transformers movies hold up to the day. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're like 2000s movies. They're 2000s movies with a lot of 2000s humor, which is a little like... Eh, sexist. Sexist. Stuff like that. Um, a little, little prejudice. Yeah, not it's like you couldn't make the movie. The, the character is Buck Buck. And you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know exactly. Voiced by Tom Kenny. Yeah, they really... Whoever whoever doesn't know what I'm talking about, just watch Transformers 2, and you'll know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you'll you'll see. There's there's some bad stuff in there. Yeah. But uh, on to... Is this the final news thing? Oh, no, I have one more after this. One of the final news things we'll talk about before we get into the review is that a Polly Pockets live action oh, <laughs> movie is in the works with Lily Collins starring, which is pretty exciting. I like Lily Collins. She was in that... She was in that show, right? Which show? Oh, maybe, maybe she wasn't. Who's in the new show? The one where the girl goes... Yeah, Emily in Paris. Emily in Paris. She, was in, she starred in that. And then uh, Lena Dunham from Girls. 
She's writing it. Oh, Johnny Dunham. And directing it. Pretty, pretty cool. She also directed This Is... She was in This Is 40 and directed This Is 40. She did Girls, of course, like I was just saying. And, yeah. And then she said, It's me, Hillary, the man who did... The man who drew Eloise, which was a documentary short that she was an executive producer on. But I do not care about a Polly Pocket movie one bit right now. Like, I I don't know if that's even like a marketable. Do kids know what Polly Pockets are? I don't think My so. My sister played with Polly Pockets yeah, when, she was, when she was younger. My sister is 25 now. Yeah, and what are we? I'm 20, you're 19. Yeah. This puts us, we were like five, and that was pretty big. Yeah, so not a good, who's producing that? Is that Warner Brothers? It is. It is actually, it's it is actually Warner Brothers Studios. Oh, Warner Brothers, use your intellectual <laughs> properties as much as you want. You're going to get every cent out of them. Squeeze them to their dry. But this is actually the last main news thing. The other day, uh, Andy Machete actually dropped a behind-the-scenes look at The Flash with some cool concept art of Michael Keaton's Batsuit, the Batcave, and the Batmobile. I saw yeah, the I flashlight within the flashlight in the dark. Yeah. I'm excited for this movie. I'm a big fan of Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah. And uh, they officially were like, there's multiple Batman. Yeah. They didn't say how many, so that's pretty cool. Maybe. DMC, you don't have to take 10 years to set up a multiverse. Because DC just hopped right into it. Yeah, but that's also DC's problem. Do not remember Justice League, the 2017 version. That's a different issue. <laughs> that, is, that is Josh Whedonverse. <laughs> but yeah, so people were actually pretty excited because during the behind the scenes, Warner Brothers said that this was going to reset the universe, but when they were explaining all the flashy scenes and everything, people were like, oh, they're probably going to use Josh Whedon's stuff, like how Warner Brothers like, quoted that they were going to use. Instead, they were actually only using Zack Snyder's Justice League flash scenes. They didn't use a single scene from Josh Whedon. Oh, really? That, that's good. I, I, I definitely think Warner Brothers needs to rethink their whole Zack Snyder approach. As much as I'm not a, we'll get into this in a second. Yeah, we're actually going to. Let's uh, just transition right into yeah, it Yeah, so uh, that's all the news. Okay, so we are back. Sadly, my website, Anchor, stopped the podcast at 30 minutes, and we continued talking for another five minutes. So we did not, not that much was let miss. No, we really didn't. It no. was, we were just talking about the movie, which we'll get right back into. So we are reviewing Zack Snyder's Justice League, which was requested by Devin Braun, which was pretty cool to have. We had, uh, we had actually a good amount of people reach out and give their suggestions of what they would like us to review. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to see everyone come out. But if you'd like to reach us, we'll plug that later. Yep. But back into this, into our review. So before we get started, just give me a synopsis on Zaxxon's Justice League. Give me, like, what you think. Tell everyone what the movie's about. Um, so, <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League, basically the premise is almost pretty similar to um, the original Justice League, right? Where it's like Steppenwolf wants to yeah Steppenwolf for some reason came to Earth to get the mother boxes. they need to join together but, but then there's he like has more some motivation. added stuff yeah. we get to see um, Darkseid and his goal is to get reignited by Darkseid reindict it back into his realm like his world yeah because he wants to come back to Apocalypse but Darkseid tells him he needs to capture a certain amount of worlds before they can do this but then Darkseid actually finds out that the anti-life equation yeah. Is on Earth, so now he wants to come to Earth. But he wants Steppenwolf to terraform his base. Yeah, he wants it to be ready so Steppenwolf, so Darkseid can actually come to Earth. But that was actually really. I, 
do a little clap for that. That was a pretty good synopsis. Yeah, that, I, th- I think, uh, I definitely think this movie fills in a lot of gaps than the first movie did. Um, like Cyborg, just as a cat. I, I do think Cyborg's <laughs> a lot more likable in this, and I'm a big Cyborg fan, because I, I grew up with the Teen Titans, he was my favorite. Um, and I, personally, like, I do think it's like, Seven out, I think I would give it like a seven out of ten, six point five out of ten. Yeah, I'll probably like I'm. As you're talking, big, he's I'm a big, big Zack Snyder guy. Fan, I'm, yeah. and Ben Affleck is my favorite Batman because I've always, Nicky knows the, Dark Knight Returns has always been like my favorite adaptation of Batman because just so on the Frank Miller Batman is very like a very particular Batman. Yeah, very, it's like, not. It's a lot more brutal. Very forced, forced to the right. If you, if you yeah. Know. Um. But uh. I remember, like, one thing about the Frank Miller Batman movies, like, real quick. Cause yeah, the Dark they, they tie it perfectly in. Uh, the new Robins, the new Robin, the girl. Yeah. Her parents so, are, like, hippies. Sarah Kelly. Yeah, so. her parents are, like, hippies. And there's a lot of, like, lines, like, oh, when we were at Woodstock <laughs> at the protest, like, I was so high. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. The hippies are bad, Batman. But, um, so this movie was directed by Zack Snyder, of course, because it's called Zack Snyder's Justice League. It was written by Chris Terrio, one of his close friends that also wrote Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman with him. And it stars Henry Cavill as Superman, Ben Affleck, as we talked about, as Batman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Ray Porter as Darkseid, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Ezra Miller as The Flash, and, yeah, Ray Fisher as Cyborg. But um, this movie starts off just like a normal superhero movie. I would say... um. It really picks up. I definitely think there's like emotional moments. Yeah, the, like the, let's go to a big one actually. So when we finally get to look at Victor Stone, yeah, aka Cyborg, Cyborg. we get that we go in and he's playing a football game and he scores the game-winning touchdown. Very cool-looking scene. Like almost all of Zach Zach Snyder might not be the best director. The dude makes pretty movies. I I would say the cinematography in Zach Snyder's films are is very striking. Really good. It's always like That's it's cool to look good. at. But cut to the first Justice League where it's Batman on the rooftop looking at the guy with the binoculars. I'm and like, the yeah, so visually interesting. He's literally carrying a sack like the original. Yeah, like a sack of money. <laughs> Like, oh, the little kids are love this. It's so marketable. Because this, that's what I want to watch myself, Batman. After watching what Batman does in a warehouse full of bad guys. Yeah, and I would, I mean, I'm a big Superman fan, and Superman's portrayal in the first Justice League is very, like, homey to Christopher Reeve, but at the same time, like, It didn't fit this universe. It doesn't fit that Superman, and I don't really like that Superman. I do not like Man of Steel. I yeah. think he should be in jail. I definitely think he should be locked up Superman. <laughs> He caused so much damage and hardship, protecting the world. You could have fl- flew him out of the city. Yeah, and it would have been <laughs> probably would have been better. But uh, yeah, going along with that, Superman. I mean, they kind of set up the Superman is kind of evil in this he movie. Is. It was very cool to see uh, when they're trying to bring back Superman. I'm trying to make sure everyone. I hope you guys understood this was gonna be a spoiler episode. Like, if you're talking about a movie, you're gonna there's gonna be some spoilers in it. But if you have not, it's on HBO Max. It's eight parts with an epilogue that I actually find very interesting. I highly, highly recommend everyone to watch it. If you don't want to spend four hours on it, then you can break it up into 45-minute episodes. But continuing on, you do, when they try and bring back Superman, you can see that Cyborg's like, don't do this, don't do this. But Batman just keeps telling him to do it, go through with it. And as they start to resurrect him, Cyborg gets a vision of Superman turning bad and actually siding with Darkseid and shows him holding... Lois Lane, 
burnt body while Darkseid stands over him. Yeah. Which was so cool to see. Um, I like seeing all the Darkseid Apocalypse stuff. Yeah, uh, Wonder Woman dying. Korg? Cool. What's his name from the Green Lantern? Korg, yeah, they Kork. kill Korg. I think his name's Korg. What the hell is that? He's just dead. And I was like, damn. I, I like to think that was uh, Ryan Reynolds' Korg. <laughs> so, so I, his, name, his name is definitely isn't Korg. But no, it's Korg. Are you sure? Yeah. Because Korg was going to... Sh- just so everyone knows, at the end of the movie, you do see Martian Manhunter meet up with Bruce Wayne. Originally, it was going to be Korg and Jon Stewart. Stewart. But oh. then Warner Bros. actually made him cut it from the Snyder Cut. I would like to see Jon Stewart. Uh, I definitely think Jon Stewart is underrated Green Lantern. He's my favorite Do you know Lantern. his origin? I do not. So, the, the origin of Jon Stewart Green Lantern is basically Hal Jordan, um, kind of like Iron Man. Um, he has to hire somebody to like fill in to be a Green Lantern. So, he trains him in the ring just in case something happens to Hal Jordan. And that's how Jon Stewart gets to start and gets his own ring and training. I also think John Stewart gets a couple different rings in the comics sometimes. He he gets the red ring, right? I think he gets the blue ring. Which, blue ring, which is hope. Um, I love John Stewart. I think John Stewart's definitely cool. Justice it's, League look, Unlimited. Just yes, there you go. Justice League Unlimited. Um, I I think Hal Jordan's probably like the. He's every, the pretty he's, boy one. He's the Everyone loves man him. If you Green don't man. know anything about Greenland, you're like, oh, Ryan Reynolds guy. I definitely think John Stewart is the hero, like a hero. Yes. Like he's out of all the Lanterns, he's he's the most like American USA like Earth like, hero. While um, Kyle Rayner's the Captain Marvel kind of yeah. But uh, back to the film. We uh, we get to see the whole team actually get put together in a more methodical way instead of in Josh Whedon's cut. It's kind of quick, and all of a sudden they're together. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, but in this one, we each character gets their own time. To, like, develop they, they, for themselves. Most people have an arc. Yeah, like, even Batman, we got to see, like, Batman, Batman. Like, not that dark, unhinged one that we got in Batman. So we saw one, he says to Alfred, Hope, Faith. He's very, he's like, Faith, yeah, very, like, real. And I definitely think that Batman versus Superman. Batman is. They're more character, character, characters instead of characters. Yeah. So they're, like, they have that, some ideas behind the characters. But, but they're they not. They feel, like, alive. They don't feel like the, what were you, what you get out of a Batman. I definitely think Ben Affleck, um, like, out of everything in the movie, he does carry it. Oh yeah, he is. I definitely think he carries that movie. He like it does a good performance. He does have some grounded moments. Yeah, because I feel like Henry Cavill. Sorry, everyone, that we keep going off of Zack Snyder's system, but this these all kind of connect. Yeah, but yeah, I no, feel it's like all good. I Hen- think this is good. Yeah, I feel like Henry Cavill. I as much as you don't like Man Steel, I I'm okay with his performance in Man Steel. I feel like he doesn't give anything to the role in Batman vs Superman though. I feel like Ben Affleck has to do most of the acting. Yeah, I I think there's like a huge line in the sand. Yeah, like and it doesn't feel like relatable when they get together. Yeah, because if no one remembers when Ben Affleck got cast as Batman, there was a petition with over a million people to say recast Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was a big criticism. Yeah, but now there's yesterday, just two days ago, the make the Batflick movie he reached fifty million tweets. Because now people all want him back. Because after, especially after seeing Zack Snyder's Justice League, he's he's sober in real life. Ben Affleck, which is everyone's super happy which to is hear. Great, yep. And he uh he looked great at the end when he's like super thinned out. Yeah. I would love to see him. I I love Ben Affleck. I like him as an actor, a director. I think he's made a lot of good movies. But I would love to see him come back. I I definitely want to see uh that Jared Leto Joker just one more time. Because I don't I don't know what to think. 
Yeah, because I like I saw him in Suicide Squad. I was like, okay, this wasn't good. No, it was very weird. Very. Like, and then not I saw, it. but then I saw him in the epilogue. I was like, okay, he's got something. Yeah. Like, there's something working, especially the way that him and uh, Batfleck go off of each other. Like when Batman tells him he's gonna kill him, I was like, what happened? Like, he talks about how he killed his son. I, I no one you never get to hear in live action, but to hear that he's like, he's like. He's like, or a de- dead son. I was like, that's, yeah. I thought that was a pretty dark joke. <laughs> One thing about Zack Snyder's knowledge of DC, I think he has a, a kind of a weird lens he looks into it at. Like, um, Dick Grayson dies as the Robin. Right? Yeah, that's actually one of my biggest pet peeves from Snyder. It's a very big pet peeve, and um, there's a couple other things like that. Like, I understand where they're going with Superman from the Snyder Cut. They're setting up a justice. Yeah, which was which would be so cool to see. Cause that, it, and of course, it looks like an Injustice Dark Side universe. Like he gave mixing Superman. Justice League Apocalypse with the Injustice games. Like, yeah, like mixing that's, all together. What, that's what he's setting up. And I definitely think like one way they should start spinning Superman in this universe is when he gets revived. You should it's a definitely a good chance to show that he's getting a little crazy. Yeah, like I thought. So when they bring back Superman in the original twenty seventeen version. There's the weird facial CGI. He asks Batman if he bleeds, some weird stuff like it's that. It's very, like, corny and over the top. Yeah, but then in stuff. this version, you fully see his power. Because he has he Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman yeah. all attacking him. And at that same time, uses one arm to then hit the Flash. Yeah. Like, at the same time. And then Ben Affleck, actually, Batman and Super have the cool interaction where Batman uses his guards. Gauntlets, his yeah. New his new gauntlets that he's gauntlets, been working yeah. on, which was so, so cool to see Alfred and him working on that. Seeing some Wayne tech. And then Lois actually comes, and he was right. Lois was the key to all of this. Well, one one thing um, I wanted to point out with Henry Cavill and with Ben Affleck, as I pointed out yesterday, we were having a conversation about it. Ben Affleck is substantially older than Henry Cavill, yeah, right? Yeah, he is. He's way older. While I, I thought Henry Cavill and Christian Bale. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know. Are we still recording? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, well, Ben Affleck. Is substantially older than Henry Cavill. Ten um, year difference. Cri- yeah, the Christian two of them. Bale. Let's see how old is Christian Bale. He was he was set up to fight Henry Cavill because when they casted Henry Cavill, that that was the yeah it was going to be in the Nolan world, the Nolan universe, which I think would have worked. I definitely don't. I Forty seven. Think... It's only it's still nine years between them. They they if they want to do this, they probably should cast someone older than Henry Cavill. Yeah, but I guess the way they were doing it, they wanted an old Batman and a young Superman, which mm-hmm. didn't really. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't fit work. the way the comics would have. And I don't think they would have clashed like that. I definitely would have thought like if a young Superman destroyed the city, I don't think Batman would be forgiving at all. Oh no. But if a young Superman like does cause not as much damage as he does in Man of Steel, where he yeah, destroys, man destroys uh, an entire destroys city. city. If he's a little reckless, I can totally see Batman getting worried. And I would have kind of liked that. Honestly, they could have got a really young Superman and had it work better. Yeah, because one of my favorite scenes. In all of Zack Snyder's trilogy is when uh, Bruce Wayne and Alfred are talking. He's like, if there's a 1% chance that this man is evil, we need to take it as an absolute. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's that's how Batman would think. Because Batman has everyone's weakness in the Justice League. Because he knows yeah. if no one can stop them, they will take over the world. They'll destroy everything. And that's a very cool scene to me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I would probably, if, I, if you're a fan of DC, I recommend the Snyder Cut. If you did not like the first two, um, 
I think you'll still enjoy it. If you're a comic book fan, you'll still enjoy it. But if you're just an average moviegoer, you're going to be very confused. Yeah, you need you to might, at least you, have watched you it. You might not like it. So that's my take on it. If, but my take on it is if if you enjoyed Ben Affleck's performance as Batman, and then you somewhat enjoyed The Flash, like if you enjoyed Ezra Miller in the first one a tiny bit, even if it annoyed you a little bit like he did for me, I'm telling you, it's a completely different character. Him and Cyborg are completely different in the new one. Yeah. Like, I would say that. The Flash, the Flash is the hero. I saw... He literally wins the... Flash, <laughs> saves the world. Flash and Cyborg, I actually saw them at a convention. Really? Ray, Ray Fisher and Ezra I Miller. love Ray Fisher. Yeah. Ray Fisher's booth was closed, but at first I didn't know that. I thought nobody was going to his booth. And I was like, oh, poor Ray Fisher. <laughs> but then I was like... And then I saw Ezra Miller. I was like, is that Ezra Miller? <laughs> You're like, it's a Flash. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I really enjoyed the movie. But let's get into where I think is where the so the first three hours it's like a normal movie. It's like a six out of ten, seven out of ten. And then I feel like the last hour. Yeah, I is think incredible. The, the back half of that movie is great because I don't know. I also it's like an DC. epic I war like, battle. Yeah, I like DC, so I like that. I like the whole build up when he gets hit and hurt. The Flash. Yeah, he gets shot. Definitely a, now. Yeah, the Flash gets shot and like. They lose. Yeah, they they're about to lose, and then and they then, have that cool time travel moment, which sets up what's gonna happen in the Flash movie. Yeah, pretty cool. But uh, seeing Ben Affleck and just Batman in general taking on like a whole army by himself, yeah, where he flies in there, and it's like a suicide mission. He's like, he's like, I might die doing this. He's like, but then he tells him, he's like, that's why I brought you guys all together because you're a team. Yeah, but he doesn't say he's part of that team because he knows he's like, I could die doing this mission, and he goes out and fights them. And then Jason Momoa eventually jumps on the Batmobile with him, Aquaman, and he's like, he's like, man, you really are crazy. And he, Batman gives him like that look, like I'm a dude just as a bat. What do you think? Like I'm, I'm nuts. Very crazy. <laughs> I, I like um. The team up shot was cool when they all get together as they're about to go through that building. Yeah. Very reminiscent of the Age of Ultron scene. The Age of Ultron scene was super. I remember seeing that back in the day. That was definitely the money shot. Oh yeah, that Justice League shot and that Asian Ultron shot. It's the money shot. That's that that picture's worth a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, then we get to see a whole fight break out between Steppenwolf and everyone. Much cooler version than what we got with the twenty seven when Superman says, I'm a fan of justice. Yeah, and shut up. He, Superman uses his freeze breath, which he has not used in this Snyder Yeah, in the Snyderverse at all. He's not used that at all, which is I think is a pretty cool thing about the character. Yeah, it was cool to see. Um yeah, but other than that, that's where I stand with this uh, Snyder Cut. What? Any other questions we had for today? Uh, Just to finish up with the Snyder Cut, now I'll get to a couple fan questions we actually had. Okay. I just want to finish it off with saying I truly did enjoy this movie. I It's probably one of my favorite comic book movies just because I've been waiting to see the Justice League for such a long time. I was in basic training, actually, when I got the news that the Snyder Cut was happening, so that was pretty exciting. And it was just a lot to it. My dad took off from work. Me and my brother took off from school just to sit down and watch it. So I have a lot of, like... A lot of stuff connected to this movie, but I highly recommend if you have any joy in superhero movies, I think you'll enjoy this. Oh, I agree. I think if you do like superhero movies, you will get some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, you'll find something that you love. Yeah, it, but it definitely is uh, overhated, in my opinion. Yeah, like, I do, I, I'm going to continue, I put it on my Instagram a lot, both the pods, Instagram, and my personal. I put it on my story of Snyderverse almost every day, because I would love to see something else with this movie, especially when you set up all that cool stuff that could happen. But uh, I think it's the last thing we're going to say about it. So, final scores? Uh, 6.5. Good day of 7. 6.7? I think on a like a normal day, I'd probably give it like 8. 
I, I think th- I think you would give it a ten out of ten. Oh, on like a good day, if I'm watching it, and I, I think you give it a ten out of ten easily. No, I'd probably give it like an eight. Because okay. the beginning is a little slow. But in total, I think, yeah, maybe eight and a half. I'll take that. My solid, like, every day, I'll probably get eight and a half. But yeah, that's what I think we'll start with that. And it's actually time for some fan questions. The first question I got was from a guy named KimoC13. He wanted to know, what is your favorite moment in the Dark Knight trilogy? Oh, um, Kimo R thirteen. I'm sorry. What is the greatest moment in the Dark Knight trilogy in your opinion? When Batman's parents died. Jesus, that took such. <laughs> okay, um, is that really your favorite scene? Obviously, it's not. My I'm just making scene. sure. Right now, it is, but um. No, my my favorite scene is probably, um, it's either the interrogation scene with the Joker, or um, when he comes into the party. I think the party scene is probably my favorite out of all of it because it's so iconic and it's so fun. That's nuts you just said because I was literally gonna say the same two scenes. Yeah, those scenes are it's 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 really not hard to debate in my head like what is the greatest scene. Like you movie. might get like I might pick the scene when you first see him as Batman Batman Begins. Like, when yeah. he's like, I'm Batman, I was like, like, as a little kid, like, even now, that's my favorite Batman movie. Yeah. So, to see that was, I think that was up there as one of my favorite scenes. But I also just think everything with Bane is kind of funny. <laughs> well, yeah, because the whole movie was supposed to be another Joker movie. It was supposed to be Heath Ledger again. Yeah. They had to rewrite the entire movie and because, Heath Ledger, sadly, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger and Bane, right? Yeah, Bane was gonna, Bane was gonna be, like, a kind of a side guy. And yeah, it wasn't like gonna be Tom Hardy. But, um... Moving on from that question, so you have our two favorite scenes. We got a question from a, from Colin. His question is, what is your favorite Dave Spade movie? Uh, or what do you think is the best Dave Spade movie? I don't know. Is, it, is he just talking like solo Dave Spade? Or? I think he means all of them. So like Grown Ups, Joe Dirt, The Wrong Missy, Tommy Boy, Grown Ups 2, The Doer, Benchworth. He has in a lot of movies. I, I think I think The Wrong Missy, my parents liked it a lot, so I'll say The Wrong Missy. I don't have an opinion on any Dave Spade, so my, so mine is the wrong Missy. I think I'm gonna go with either Tommy Boy or Benchwarmers. Oh wait, wait, hey, David Spade. I would probably say um, Cusco. Uh, yeah, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, that's a that is a good role. I think the Benchwarmers, because when he's like, he's like, you're still out, and Dave Spade goes, you're still fat. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I laugh. So yeah, I think that's mine. But um, on to the next question. We had a question from Scott. He was asking, what is your favorite movie ending of all time? That's a, good, that's a hard, that's really good question. good question. Really good question. Favorite movie ending? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, no, hey, if you're waiting for me. <laughs> I was waiting on you. I, I, like, I was uh, like, I don't even know. No, I think if we're going off my favorite movie endings of all time. I'm probably going to go with Inception. Not Inception. Yeah, Inception, I guess. But uh, also The Departed. That final five minutes of that movie is insane. I, uh, yeah, The Departed is so well done. Not I, to spoil anything, but Leonardo DiCaprio gets it. I think my favorite ending to a movie could be Django Unchained. That's a great ending. That ending makes it so satisfying. It is so satisfying. Mayor, can you come in the hall? Boom, boom. boom. I was like, that's, there you go. Um, 
I also, there's a couple other movies that have, like, really good endings. I think The Dark Knight has a great ending. When he starts running, and Commissioner Gordon gives that, like, long speech, like, he's the Dark Knight, and then cuts. It's, like, directed by Christopher Nolan. That, that's pretty good. Oh, um. I hate the ending of Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. I hate that stupid me. ending. My name's Robin. Shut up. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> There's some good ending. I definitely, I definitely have least favorite ending. What's your least favorite ending? Least favorite Say ending that. to a movie? Um, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Really? Probably my least favorite ending to a movie. I think it's a hot take. Because <laughs> I feel like people might not like the movie. I don't feel like they think it's the worst ending of all time. In my opinion, well, for, first of all, it could have ended perfectly. They had, like, a good ending. Yeah. If he, they ended it with the cut from... Oh yeah, no, I Ray I hate the ending of that too. That's I what I always think. That would have been ending. one of the most iconic moments. When she says I'm world. a Skywalker, yeah, I was a little aggravated. Yeah. Oh, it the, that's in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, too. Rise I, of Skywalker and the Last Jedi, they both had like bad endings. They're both bad films. I also think the Force Awakens, my opinion on cha- that changed. I don't like the Force Awakens anymore. <laughs> I just like I don't. I feel like it's soulless. Yeah. I'm I'm a OG purist. But um. I think we think we answered that question pretty well. Uh, we have a question from Justin. Greatest actor, in your opinion, of all time? Greatest actor? I'm, I'm a little biased on this. Because I have, like, my favorite actor. I'm, of course, going to either say Brad Pitt or DiCaprio. Because I have not watched a movie with either one of them I don't like. Denzel might even get... No, he did a, a little, few little things. With yeah. Rami Malek, that stupid movie. Denzel's, I feel like he, he's got, he, but he's definitely not a bad choice. No. Um, Daniel Day Lewis is up there. Daniel Day Lewis. Ton of great actors. Um. I I use that's a good question. I don't know if I have a favorite actor. Um. Um. I like Scarlett Johansson. I like. This is not sexist. I love Scarlett Johansson. Greatest actor of all time, Scarlett Johansson. No, she's not a greatest actor. Oh, I was. I, I, was, Nick, just I was. I was just spitting names. I was like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I like her. A lot of things. Bill Murray. Is a, yeah. It's a weird one to pick Bill Murray, but I really like Bill Murray. Um. What's his name? Doc Brown. Oh wait, I know who my favorite actor is. Jack Nicholson. Oh okay. That's Jack Nicholson definitely like. Always does a great job. Like, any movie he's in, he just does fantastic. I'm going to guess we have two questions. We do have two questions left, and then we got to the outro, because we're actually running out of time. So, I have a question from Dehurative 4R1. I am so sorry if I pronounced that wrong. You actually mentioned me on Instagram. He wants to ask, who's your favorite Spider-Man actor? Oh, that's a good question. That was a good question. Uh, Because of a tweet I put out. I don't... I'd probably say... Tobey Maguire. I think Tobey Maguire's my number two. Tom Holland's actually, people are always surprised. Tom Holland's my least favorite. Really? Garfield's my favorite only because I have so much connected to that movie. And I like, think, I think. I love Garfield. I don't think he did a bad performance. I think it's movie. bad writing. Yeah, there definitely is bad writing. Bad. But his performance is not bad. And I definitely, like, he has a very good Spider-Man physique. Yeah, he, uh, when and I imagine Spider-Man, I, like, look at that. I see a lanky kind of. That's what I always think. Pre-built, yeah. But Tommy McGuire's America's Sweetheart, MTV, MTV, MTV's uh, best kiss, best kiss winner, um, Tropic Thunder. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, Tommy Maguire threw hands. Like, he really fought, like, his oh, villain. Yeah, he fought Doc Ock. Tom Holland, I mean, I don't like Far From Home at all. Yeah, me, me and you have talked about this. I, I don't it has like, a 90%. I don't. I don't get it. I don't like I don't. It doesn't feel like Super Spider-Man to me. I also think there's, like, tons of wasted potential with that movie. Like, I don't know. Wasted uh, Mysterio. I think your movie sucks said this um, on YouTube. He pointed this out that they're in Venice and they're in Europe. And I've been there. I've been to... And um, they don't use any of the pretty surroundings. They don't, like... Yeah, the cinematography's so flat and, like, so bland. It felt like a carbon copy, yeah. But, um... Yeah, sorry to cut you off. From the no, yeah, next question. Yeah. The last question we gotta answer is actually pretty fast. Do you think there will be another Zack Snyder's movie... Another Zack Snyder DC film? I think there will be something. I definitely think they're not done with him. Yeah, like, how can you put down the number one movie in America for two months? But uh, yeah, thank you, Luke, for answering that, asking that question. Thank you to everyone that did submit a question. Sorry we could not get to every single question. But I think that we are going to actually close it up right here. Nick, would you like to plug your Instagram or anything like that? Um, No, I want to be left alone right now. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to plug everything. So we have the Popcorn Podcast Instagram. We also have the popcornpodcast.com, which is the website for the podcast where you can donate, read about, leave reviews, all that. We, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Spotify, no, not Spotify, Podcast.com, Google Podcasts. You can also follow me on Tommy Cresta, my plain Instagram, quick, uh, the Popcorn Podcast. Quick question. Twitter, yeah. So we can close this out like this. Uh, any good show recommendations? So I keep telling people to watch this. Yeah, so my probably my recommendation to everyone right now is a show on Amazon Prime, which is called Them. It's a very cool anthology show. Oh, and it's produced by Jordan Peele. It's, an, uh, it's about a family that moves into uh, Compton in the 60s, in a majority white neighborhood. Very dark, very scary, very good acting. So, yep. How about uh, you? I would probably go right now. Amazon, too. I recommend Invincible. Um, Great show. A, a DC-type world with Superman, and we follow that man's son, um, Mark Grayson. And he's just got his powers, and now the world has changed. Something happens with his father, and you follow out why this has happened. It's like a mystery. Um, very good writing. It's Robert Kirkman, writer of Walking Dead. He wrote the comic back in the day. Very great adaptation. Highly recommend. So I think we're going to leave it with that. Nikki, thank you for coming on the show oh, with thank me. Thank you for having me. This was a great time. So again, make sure to listen to the Popcorn Podcast. Make sure you share and like the podcast. Share with all your friends. If you have any questions, please submit to my Instagram or the show's Instagram or the Twitter. Thank you again, and I will talk to you guys next week.